Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show hey and welcome to the hypothalamic amenorrhea podcast an adulting advice podcast production i'm danny sheriff and this is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly this podcast aims to educate inform and keep you motivated on your period and ha recovery track let's dive in And guys, please remember that I am not a doctor and nothing on this show should be taken as medical advice. Always seek the advice of your physician. Good morning, ladies. I'm pumped to be giving you a bonus episode this month, as always, to commemorate the opening of the HA Society. I've mentioned in a couple of recent episodes that we have a live session that you can join Ashley and I for, where totally free, where you join the live Zoom call, bring a pen and paper, we're going to journal about some stuff, we're going to have some eye-opening events come up, and that's totally free, and the last one is happening today, so go and register, and if you can't make it, make it, we'll send you the replay, but that's in the show notes, it's webinar.thasociety.com, but otherwise, 
the HA Society is open for February. So we only open it for a couple of days, guys. So it's already day one. I'm going to close it on like Sunday or Monday. So head on over to the HAsociety.com, hit join now, register, join us. And you could be not just listening to the podcast, but basically in it. We have community calls every single week, we a few times a week, and we chat about whatever is most on your mind. I ask questions, we connect with each other, and we just feel a lot less alone. And then there's also a message board. You'll get all of the HA podcast episodes in advance. So that's pretty cool. And there's just a bunch of other little bonuses and events that we do with practitioners that you would love as someone trying to get all of the information that they can about HA. So please come and join us, guys. The doors are open for now. The HASociety.com or the link is in the bio. So let's get into today's. I did publish a blog recently but let's face it um uh, people don't really read blogs as much as they listen to podcasts so I like to do both sometimes and I wrote one that I think is really important that I think more people need to talk about and it's about CrossFit and missing periods so I wanted to do a podcast about it as well but I'll link to the blog in the show notes if you wanted to share with someone or something like that. But I wanted to do this because missing periods are a lot more prominent in the CrossFit and the high intensity interval training workout space than women are really letting on. More women than ever are tired, they're underperforming, they're underfunctioning, they have low libido and they're feeling down, anxious, sad and overwhelmed with all the pressure that society has put on us that pressure is like to be athletic to look the part and be successful in your career and be amazing family members whether you're a mother sister partner or a daughter and don't forget that you should travel a lot and have a really enviable social life that is the pressure that is on all of us when i guess like when you all have this pressure on yourself, it's just going to be a, it's a recipe for hypothalamic amenorrhea. It's a recipe because of the stress, the over-exercising and the under-fueling. You're, if you're listening for the first time, a welcome HA, hypothalamic amenorrhea is when the absence of a period due to stress and under-fueling and over-exercising. And it's really prominent in intense working out communities. One reason that it's become so prominent in general, I think, is because Talking about periods is taboo. If you avoid and ignore, like, if you ignore that it's there, it's just not there, like, I'm pretending that me not having a period, Matt, like, just doesn't matter. Well, I mean, that's an issue. <laughs> I believe that reasons why it's so, why it's become so prominent in the CrossFit space is because, one, a missing period is confirmation that you're training quote-unquote hard enough two it means that you're showing up every day pushing yourself to the edge to adapt and make the gains you need to make to get that PR or win that workout right so it's like a positive thing and number three is that it means that you're lean enough strong enough tough enough and it's a great unbiased indicator that you're on the path to elite athlete status and look 
No one has done anything wrong here. The issue is just that many of us don't realize how important our period really is. This makes it easy to ignore. Very easy to ignore. <laughs> like we're not cycling and we see it more like an optional extra that we only need when we're trying to get pregnant. So I actually linked as well a link to an article I wrote for another company that explains a bit about why periods are important. It's an article that has sent a few people kind of over here learning about things from me and I'll link that well it's linked in in the article if you wanted to find it so you can share that with people who don't understand if there's anyone in your life that you see this happening to and isn't quite aware that it's happening so I have seen an increase in crossfitters talking about their cycles in general they'll talk about training with the phases of their cycles or they'll state that it's important to look after yourself in this way but not enough women are speaking about the fact that they've missed their periods or don't have a cycle at all the uptick in awareness is encouraging to see however more needs to be done I think like it needs to become common knowledge and I think that girls need to stop talking about like everything that they're doing right all the time and like all of the things that makes them so like badass about their period and the way they cycle about around it and talking more about like the reality of not it's just like not that easy for everyone to just like train around the phases of their cycle and Bob's your uncle, but I'm digressing a little bit here. So let's dive into why HA, missing periods, is so common in the CrossFit space. <sighs> Hit high intensity interval training done at high intensity intervals. So I did CrossFit for a long time and I've been to a lot of CrossFit gyms, so I am clued in here. I know what I'm talking about. It's common to see hit a like hit based workouts about five days a week in a CrossFit gym. And this is a recipe for a missing period because of the stress that high intensity interval training can place on your body. Often three to four days a week of HIIT training is programmed. And that's because CrossFit has an addictive side to it. People love it and they want to keep going. People identify as being a CrossFitter and they think that the more that they come, the better they'll get quicker. This means that a female could go from a three-day-a-week workout to a four, five, or six, maybe even seven days a week. CrossFit gyms do program in strength days. 100% they do that. But those are often less than the hit days. And they can often be followed up with more hit or miss, which is moderate intensity, steady state, like a short run or a row or something like that. I would be interested to see what happens when female crossfitters who are struggling with irregular periods short periods or hypothalamic amenorrhea altogether totally back off hit entirely and attend the strength days only i think many would see a return in their period and those who do have periods might see a positive change in the length of their cycles or the different phases of their cycles which is really important and I have seen time and time again, female CrossFitters who are trying to get their periods back, stop CrossFit altogether and see their period return within a few months. I'm not saying that you can never return to CrossFit or that you should never do it. It's great fun. And if you're meant to do CrossFit forever, it will always be there for you. I say that on the podcast all the time. Like if it's meant for you, you're 
the quitting's not forever. It's a temporary adjustment. However, right now, yeah, with the missing period, we need to revisit that frequency, the programming as well, and the stress and the way you're fueling for it. And we're going to get to that. The other reason I think it's prominent in the CrossFit space is that you're underfueling your CrossFit workouts. So with the craze of CrossFit also came the desire for many women to quote unquote, look the part of a CrossFitter. I want to be able to work out in just a crop is a very frequently seen goal for many women because apparently there is a prerequisite for being allowed to wear things in the gym. If you've ever coached people in like nutrition or at the gym or anything, you've heard people say like, I just want to like look good. I want to be able to, I want to be allowed to wear booty shorts or whatever. So it appears that looking the part means being lean and muscular. This desire is really damaging because the message that many of us have received from society in general is that if you want to be deemed worthy, you should look a certain way. This is especially true for the CrossFit community where looking like an elite athlete is the goal. But the thing is, most of us are not elite. We didn't start training at the age of six for our sport and we didn't slowly build up the strength, endurance and tolerance for what CrossFit is throwing at us. Those who excel at CrossFit are unicorns and we also can't be sure about what's happening under the hood of each and every woman's menstrual cycle. Because we're approaching by trying to make up for 10 plus years of non-athleticism and we're watching what we're eating so as to get as lean as possible at the same time, we are definitely under eating... uh, We've also been told that there are health benefits related to staying in a slight caloric deficit and fasting. It's the primal way. So we fight our natural hunger cues even more, thinking that we're doing ourselves a favor. Cavemen didn't always have access to food. We're designed for fasting. Yeah. And we were also designed to evolve, improve our ways of sourcing food, like figuring out propagation, agriculture, and improving our tools for hunting so that starvation wasn't as big an issue. But sure, if you want to say starvation is like key to health, you do you. One primal thing that we're designed to do, however, and that makes a lot of sense today is to shut down our reproductive system when it is not safe to have babies. Like when you're overexerting energy and underfueling. Another reason for CrossFit prominent HA, just to bring it back to what we're talking about, because my points are really long, prioritizing one macronutrient over another is super common in this space. So when you're in a caloric deficit and doing CrossFit, taking a lower fat approach is super common. This makes sense because carbs are important for performance and protein is important to build muscle, which is a common goal while trying to cut body fat. So yeah, in order to get into a caloric deficit, to be able to work out hard and look lean, fat often takes a hit. Unfortunately, that means your body's missing out on a lot of the nutrients it needs for healthy hormone production. Many people go the other way as well, though, opting to increase fat and reduce carbs. So many of you listening are like, the opposite this is equally as problematic your body needs carbs too so if you're a crossfitter or whatever you're doing try not to be so keen to cut one macro over the other another reason is that active recovery 
isn't as restorative as rest dude this was me i used to be like i'll do active recovery instead of rest and would never rest often active recovery is displayed as a mile maybe even longer row run swim or bike even like a super huge hike the repetitive nature of crossfit we're talking lots of squats lots of deads pull-ups push-ups presses that the nature of that it makes it easy to sell a row bike or swim session as a recovery because it's lower impact but the thing is these mile recovery exercises paired with three to six days of high intensity interval training and strength training is a lot more strenuous than it seems there is a lot of flack given to rest days on the couch or just doing a stretch session but the reality is when you're filling your days with only active activity and active recovery when do you actually get to actually rest when you sleep i guess but sleep can only keep your body up to date on restoration so much before it starts dipping into the bank aka down regulating your temperature putting a pause on digestion and obviously shutting down your reproductive system <sighs> all right and then my last point here is the pressure of crossfit competition y'all don't know that stress is stress is stress and competition is definitely a stress when that clock in that gym starts counting down and that music starts blaring and everyone is pumped up and ready to fight for a good finish in the gym and like be on top of the leaderboard the adrenaline rushes and cortisol is spiking through your body in that moment think about when you try to work out by yourself in your garage after being used to working out in a class setting in particular it's way different why is that because you're allowing your stress response to kick in and help you work hard many of us are sensitive to stress and the stress of trying to be the best every day of the week is something to consider if you're wondering where your period has gone i would love 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 to see more women stand up and say yep this has happened to me too and spread awareness that life's not all about prs and crop tops but also about giving your body the rest and the recovery that it needs and again i hope that you don't think that i'm knocking crossfit i actually really like it um it's done a lot for the whole community in terms of getting people active getting women lifting weights let's just keep an eye on this important issue raise the awareness and decrease the intensity when we're not menstruating that's all i'm saying and I'm just, I wanted to give some like reasons why this might be happening to, so that it makes more sense. So hope it helps guys. Thank you so much for listening today. And don't forget to join the AJ Society. Can't wait to see you in there. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.